Good morning, everyone. Good, Good morning, morning, Professor Sprout. All right, now for today's lesson, we're going to put on our earmuffs and watch closely. We're going to grasp the mandrake firmly and then pull it straight up out of the pot. <sighs> Sean's been neglecting his earmuffs again. No, Matt, he's just fainted. All right, well, in that case, Welcome to episode 6 of the Everything is Fine podcast. I am your host, Matt Ebersol. I am your host, Sean Wilson. And joining us today, <laughs> now that I am awake, is our good friend and my girlfriend, Grace Kerr, once again. Hello. And for the first time, debuting their first appearance on this show, my sister, Abby Wilson. Hi. Woo! Ow. Ow. <laughs> Welcome, Abby. Thank you. Thank very, you, Matt. A very uh, anticipated... Uh, premiere appearance. Very glad to be here. Of course, yes. You are our third ever guest because Grace has now been on twice. We've mm -hmm. had Connor on twice. So, yes, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, if you might, wouldn't mind telling us a bit about yourself and the audience listening at home. Well, uh, as my brother very politely introduced me, my name is Abby Wilson. Um, I'm a senior this year in high school, three years younger than my brother. Um, and I really like Harry Potter, so that's kind of why we're here today. <laughs> Short, sweet, and to the point. I love it. Very true. Yes, we're going to be covering Harry Potter today, because that is something that these two, Grace and Abby, are very passionate about and wanted to come on and share their thoughts mm -hmm. and opinions and why they love it, because they both love Harry Potter. There is little, little disagreement in this episode, I think. Yes. We all generally like these movies. This is a very nice tonal shift from last week's episode, and it's going to be a very nice reprieve for next week's episode. Yes. So, yeah, the Should safety we... is on. Today. Yes, and also just a bit of a, just some new, uh, just some updates. Uh, this episode is being recorded the day after we recorded our fifth episode. So we're not going to have a lot of news to deliver today. Nor an Oscars segment. Nor really. an Oscars segment from me. So... You're hearing this episode about eight days after we actually recorded it, <laughs> unlike most episodes we record. So, yes. Due to some yeah. spring vacations and some plans, we realized that we're not going to be able to meet next week for an actual episode, really. So we decided we'd get our little spring special with Harry Potter in right, right before vacation starts for most of us. So, yeah, that's why this, this beginning segment is going to be very brief, and especially after the length of technically last week's episode, yeah. yesterday for us, uh, we would like to give you guys a shorter time. Yeah. The fifth week. episode was, what, like an hour 45? Hour 45, yeah. and we said our golden rule was to never go over an hour 30. Yeah. And that was our fault. We had a lot to talk about. We had a lot to talk about, and there was a lot of news. But on the schedule for today, uh, we're going to be discussing the Harry Potter movies. Uh, some of us have not read all the books. Some of us have not read any of the books, actually. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to be focusing on book-to-film adaptation and focusing on, like, you know, why the books are better or vice versa, focusing solely on the films. And then, for the first time in this show's history, we're going to have a bloodbath segment that does not feature Sean and myself. It's going to feature Grace and Abby today. Oh, yeah. The ladies will be battling it out in a battle of wits and rebuttal. And Sean and I have come up with the seven questions that will be asked, and we will be the ones moderating for the first time. So it's going to be a nice change of pace. You won't be hearing us yell at each other. Instead, you'll be hearing two other people who are not ever, they're not regulars on this show. So it's, it's, yeah. it's going to be good. And then we are going to be ranking our top five characters from the Harry Potter universe, mm -hmm. not including the Fantastic Beast movies, because I absolutely seen not. Those. They don't count. We're just we gonna pretend that. that they don't exist. Yep. Fair enough. We're also not counting the Cursed Child, the play that came out as well. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> also, we are, I do want to make this very clear. There is a lot of uh, there is a the, the one thing, the one thing that is slightly controversial about 
Harry Potter, and that is J.K. Rowling. We are removing the art from the creator to mm -hmm. appreciate the art. So yeah. I think I speak for most of us here when we genuinely don't agree with like 99% of everything that J.K. Yep, ever said. Pretty much. Pretty much. So we're excluding the artist from their art. We're grateful for the creation of it, but stop meddling with it. It's done. <laughs> yep, I agree. Put your Twitter away. Well, um, well said. But yeah, so we're talking about the art today, and purely the art. Indeed. However, even though this is a day after we recorded episode five, we do have one bit of news that we want to share with y'all. Yeah, it relates news. to something that we talked about in episode five. So before we get into Harry Potter, Sean, if you want to tell everybody about So uh, last week, for y'all, 24 hours ago for me, I had told you all that uh, in China, Avatar was being re-released in theaters for 24 hours to attempt to beat Avengers Endgame for highest grossing movie. And, um, well, I was wrong. Uh, it won. So, yes, the the blue space colonization movie has won again. Oh, this is the blue Avatar. Yes. No. Yeah. Oh, that just makes it worse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought you were gonna... I thought it was like, oh, Avatar, like, you know, arrow on the forehead guy. Well, that movie is worse, but, uh... Arrow on the forehead. Hey, that's all I know about that <laughs> one. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I've never seen that show either. I've, oh never, my God. I've never even seen the blue Avatar movies. Our mission is now I'm gonna f sit the two of you down to make you watch all of the animated oh, goodness. series. Oh, goodness. I don't like James Cameron's Avatar it's yeah. very overrated, in my opinion. It was revolutionary technologically when it came out. But like, yeah, you like like we said before, you cannot ignore what it did for film. Yeah. But at the same time, I think Endgame deserves its crown, or in its case, the gauntlet, way more. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so happen. I'm disappointed okay. that... Uh, well, I'm disappointed. Because I'm telling you, if, they're, if, they're, if they released it in America... <laughs> for one more weekend, it would not have won. No one would have gone to see it. No. Any no. other country in the world, however, yeah... All right, fine. Take your crown. Damn you, China. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's now been set on the air. Um, I'm, I'm just upset that it's now back on. Because, like, I thought that... I, the fact that James Cameron decided to do this anyway... He literally only re-released it so it could pass. Yeah. That's the reason. One credit I will give, though, is the, um... The brothers, uh... Oh, my God. The Russo brothers. The Russo brothers. I should blank for a second. The Russo brothers did create a little piece of art today that they put up on their Twitter, I believe it was, um, where it was... Uh, Thanos being snapped away, but placed in the jungles of the planet that Avatar is away, like all like King plays on, uh, and it is the it's very clearly Avengers Endgame, but it's being snapped away so that only A and V are still kind of in the shot, and it's being replaced with the letters of Avatar. Uh, so it's like very cute. The Russo the Russo brothers said, "Hey, here's the gauntlet back." They were very nice about it. And that only shows that they truly deserve to keep the gauntlet. So, yeah. mm. But anyway, that's really yeah. the only news we have for you. So we'll now get into what this episode is about. That's the Wizarding World. That's the Wizarding Potter. World of Harry Potter. Like always, Matt has his glass of water. I have poured myself a tall, frosty glass of butterbeer, and I'm ready to go. Uh, yeah. Very exciting. All right, so we'll actually start with uh, y'all. So let's first go one by one and describe our experience with these movies and how when we watched them how we liked like it, our, our harry potter journey mm -hmm. so grace if you want to start i just watched these movies this past semester so a couple months ago um because i had an uncultured childhood so sean decided to bring me into them um i'm very emotionally attached to these movies now though um if 
Like, I will cry every time I see certain things happen in these movies. And um, she's seen them already multiple times. I have watched them already several times. I just watched them this past mm-hmm. past couple days, because I wanted fresh in mind. Um, I... Don't, yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's just I connect so well to all the characters that they don't... Hermione reminds me of me mm-hmm. in several ways, and I just see myself in so many of these characters that it just... Right. Good connection. Mm-hmm. I have... I started watching the movies when I was really young. Um, I've watched them kind of just sporadically throughout my whole life. I've never... I think I saw, like, one in theaters. I think I saw maybe, like, Deathly Hallows in the movies. But as for all of the other ones, you know, just the Harry Potter weekends, that was essentially where I would be seeing all of the movies. Um, but the one I've seen the least is the first one. I've, I yeah. think I've literally seen Sorcerer's Apprentice, like... Sorcerer's, Sorcerer's, Sorcerer's wow. <laughs> Disney's Sorcerer's Apprentice with Nick yeah. Cage. Harry Potter yeah, that's, Apprentice Little did you know Mickey. that's in the universe. Um, <laughs> Mickey just Nick shows Cage. Up. Side comment, you know what I'd really like to see? Hmm. I'd really like to see a, like, like, a, like a dueling class between Harry Potter oh and the God. protagonist from the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Because both know. of them are muggles that don't use magic. <laughs> they really I don't. I'd rather see Dumbledore versus Nicolas Cage myself. I'd <laughs> like to see Balthazar versus Dumbledore. That, as you were saying, though, yeah, I, I've basically just a hundred, you know, Harry Potter weekends. I've just seen all of them to the point that, for the most part, I can recite at least all of Deathly Hallows, Part One and Two. Yes, Damn. but um, yeah, I, I love these movies and I'm very passionate about them. And every time they're on, I, I'm, I have to be glued to the TV to watch them. All right, uh, I've read the books and I've also seen the movies. Uh, I think I've read the books all the way through, I think I've read the books, like, all the way through twice. Like, I, like I, I had, like, a thing, I was gonna read them all through. I think I've done that twice, but I've read certain books multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like, Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite book. I've, it, I've read that at least, like, a dozen times at, mm-hmm. at, at most. That's probably my favorite one. I've also read the first one a lot. I've read the last one a bit. But in terms of the movies, I watched them in coinciding with the first time I read the books. It was around, like, 2008-2009 when I started reading them, and it was around that time when the only ones that still had to be released were Deathly Hallows. Yes. So I had read all the books. I was reading... I read Sorcerer's Stone, then I watched the movie. I read Chamber of Secrets, then I watched the movie, and I kind of just... I, I experienced them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, I... Obviously, I still love these movies. Um, I haven't seen them in a very long time, though. I probably should have watched them before we did this episode, it was always fresh, but I do really appreciate, um, I do appreciate these movies a lot, and I'm excited to talk about them. Uh, I'm almost the same. I've been reading the books from very early on, and, uh, I got, I got the first few from the library, uh, like our school library back in elementary school. Wow. Yeah, they had them in our school elementary library. Um, like I got the first few from them, and I had acquired my own copies of each. Um, I started reading the first few of the books, and then I know they were movies, so I watched the movies, and I kind of tried to, in tandem, read the books and the movies, but it ended up outpacing. So I went and I saw all the movies, and then I circled back and finished reading the series. So, overall, it was just being, like, constantly exposed to them and, and learning more about them, and I'm, I'm the kind of person who hyper-fixates, so, <laughs> like... I just kind of obsessed over them way too much. Uh, when our high school took band trips to uh, Disney World and um, 
Universal Studios, I got a wand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was great. Yeah, me too. We like went all throughout that, and it was fantastic. It was probably one of, my, one of the highlights of that trip. So yeah, I I like Harry Potter very deeply. It's been with me for a lot of my life. So yeah, very cool. Awesome. All right, so now we're going to start with the. So much to dive into. I want to bring up the fact that I feel like the Sorcerer's Stone, not Apprentice, Sorcerer, (laughs) (laughs) well, also maybe similar in what I'm about to say, Sorcerer's Stone, I think is a little underappreciated, at least from me myself, because I've, I've only seen it a few times, I always forget it exists. Um, and our, in our local movie theater, they actually played it because there's, like, no new movies out. They had it in the theaters, and my mom and I went to go re-watch it. And we're like, oh, this movie's actually great. And I just I just want to say that I think that it's underrated, and I think that everyone forgets about it. I would like to counter that. Hmm. I do enjoy that movie. I think it is the least rewatchable movie, just because the I first agree. hour and a half, first of all, it takes an hour and a half for the Sorcerer's Stone to even be mentioned. True, true. There's basically no plot in the first 90 minutes of this movie. It's just <laughs> a bunch of exposition, mm-hmm. which you need, considering right. how many movies they're going to make and how much there is to this world. It's very necessary. It's mm-hmm. just, when you rewatch it, you're just kind of like, like, the only enjoyment I get out of it is Harry meeting all these people. Right. Like, I find enjoyment in the scene where he meets Ron and Hermione. I find enjoyment yeah. when he goes to Diagon Alley and he gets his wand. But, yeah. like, nothing of, like, story significance is actually happening yet. It's just a bunch of setup. Uh-huh. Which, it needs to happen. It's just, upon rewatch, it can mm-hmm. feel very, very slow. It's a super setup movie. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. That's you, really don't, you really only need to watch That's it That's why once. I think Chamber of Secrets... It, 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 I think that movie gets underappreciated because everyone's like, oh, it just feels like Sorcerer's Stone. Like, yeah, totally. But, like, from the beginning of that movie, they don't need to waste time setting things up. They can just instantly start the story. Yeah. And you don't need to be like, oh, well, this person's this and this person's Right, you'll this find it person. out eventually. Exactly. Like, like, point. It, 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 mm-hmm. it benefits from having the first movie do all the legwork. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, each movie is really, really quick to get going. Yeah. Whereas Sorcerer's Stone is just, like, stalled for a, almost a hundred minutes. Yes. And then they just shoehorn the Sorcerer's Stone plot at the end, and it kind of feels like, oh, now we're actually getting somewhere. Yeah, the very much oh. so, like, kind of to play devil's advocate to your devil's advocate. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like almost in a way it needs to stagger it just a little bit. Maybe well, not, yeah, maybe not for a hundred minutes. But what's really important about the first half of that movie is not the Sorcerer's Stone, it's Harry discovering and being acclimated to the Wizarding World. Mm-hmm. And it's also a way for us as the new fan to get acclimated to the Wizarding World. I get it. I'm just saying. It, I'm, my only my my biggest argument is that it's weak upon rewatch. That's my Absolutely. argument. Yeah. That's my argument. Absolutely. When you first watch it, it's Great. like, whoa, Yo. oh my god! But then when you watch it again, it's like, yeah, I know this. Yeah, yeah cool. Let's get to the actual. Okay, story. get to the chess game. <laughs> get to like, the chess yeah. match. When that stuff so starts fun. happening, hot take: Ron's only good moment, moment ever. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that in a second. Night to day five. I'll have to sacrifice myself. Because I literally... I also love how when he's, like, dead on the ground, you can see clearly his, like, eyes moving. And yeah, like, yeah. Pushing. Like, he's supposed to be dead. I literally... Because yeah. I literally just watched this movie on Thursday. Um, <laughs> I did not need to rewatch that movie. No. I was like, I did? because you never I, need I, to. But I was just like... You rewatch that movie... I sat there the whole time. I was you like, rewatch okay. that movie for the chess match... Corell's fight at the very end and the mirror scene and that's it. Mm-hmm. Everything else yeah. is useless. Also, Draco's a 
he is sniveling like he's the worst in that movie in my opinion. He is really? absolutely the worst. In the when movie. you first meet Draco, he's an ass. Draco, I guess so. Draco, Draco there's yeah. a difference between like a convincing bully slash rival slash antagonist and a yeah. brat that I would love to punt down the Hogwarts <laughs> stairs. Like in the first two movies, Drake once it gets to like four, five, and six, like Draco's there, but like at that point now we're focusing yeah. on the actual plot of yes. these movies, which is Voldemort. In the first three movies, Draco is just kind of the school bully that actually gets a lot of shine because we've yet to reveal the overarching story yeah. of Harry Potter yet, and so he's kind of like an antagonist, and he's so annoying. Because yeah, right off the bat, good. right off the bat, he's like, oh, you're Harry Potter, super cool famous guy that didn't let Voldemort kill him? Don't hang out with these losers. Don't hang out I'll, with the Weasleys. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah. ew, you're gonna hang out with the poor people? Yeah. Come hang out with me. Yeah. And then he says, hey, you ever, has anyone ever told you you're kind of mean? And then, yeah, and, and then, then that's it. That's, that's all he it. said. He wants to kill him for the he, rest of the movie. He's like, no one's ever talked back to me before. Also, I you, know what I never, you know what I also noticed? Uh, he spits Spider-Man? every time he says Sorcerer's Stone is the only one that ever has, like, like the, an integral plot point of that movie is the house cup. Yeah. And then it's yeah. never mentioned again. Yeah. I think it's yeah. done It's done in the second movie. You think? I don't it's think done it's at ever, the end of the second no, movie. No, in the second movie, it's also mentioned. It's, it's, really? It's yes. only the first movie. Oh, because two Dumbledore's like, his incredible bravery, I give you 100 points randomly it's, because I actually favorite it's, Gryffindor. Yeah, it's, and I just it's want you to win. Because, I was tired of Slytherin winning for yeah. seven years in a row. It, Gryffindor finished last. But they did it. Uno reverse. Uno yeah, reverse. canonically, Slytherin had won for like seven years yeah. straight prior to Harry's yeah. first year, which I find hilarious. And then Hogwarts started stopped awarding the house cup in, in uh, movie three. Yeah, they just was... didn't care. Yeah, about you just anymore. stopped caring about it. It was just this cool thing of like, oh, like let's give these people points for being brave or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like they dropped that they plot point with the, the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, because like, yeah, because Ron got points for playing a chess game. Yeah, yeah. Hermione got the most points. outstanding Hermione game of chess points for standing up to no, no, Neville got Neville. points for standing up to his friends. But he Hermione deserved got that. points for being smart, and then Harry got points for being Harry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You Neville deserved his points. I'll die on that hill. I would agree with Neville because Neville he's such deserved a, those. I also points. liked how Dumbledore specifically gave this the right amount of points to make it dramatic. Of like, yeah, Harry, Ron, Hermione tied them. He's like, what? also Neville, I'm giving you like yeah. ten. What a points. jerk move! <laughs> Just to beat him by one. But it also made Neville look like a hero. And that's yeah. what Neville needed. True. The Neville fact that is, they put him it was creative awardmanship. And, like, he got to, like, Neville was now known as the guy who broke the tie. Yeah. yeah they, and then that they was almost, good for him. They, like, forgot that plot development. And yeah. then they just were like, actually, Neville sucks for the next, like, four yeah. movies. And Neville, they made, but then they made him the hero in the, the end. end. Right. So. They made Underrated him the character. Underrated. Oh, I would have, my <laughs> hot take, I would have loved for the prophecy bit to have been about Neville. Yeah. Like Neville Harry's like, just super mm, coin. Neville is a Neville is Harry, the Harry Potter that never was. Yes. Yeah. Well, he had the whole there. point was um the whole point like why his parents were targeted in, like during the Order of the Phoenix is because him and Harry share like a birthday within the same week, mm-hmm. and oh. the prophecy yeah so this is something. <laughs> so the prophecy stated back when like Voldemort was on the first time that a kid of great magical talent would be intertwined with him, and mm-hmm. like one would not live while the other survived. And it was said that this kid would be born towards the end of June, I believe. Something um, like that summer. Something like that. It was like the end of June. You could fact check me. They were born, basically they said like the same month. And I, I want to say June, but I could be wrong. But because Harry and, and Neville were born like in the same week, but Neville was slightly older, I believe. Harry Potter's birthday is July 31st. July. July. So July. sorry, it's the end of July. So because, <laughs> because they were born the same week, 
1980, by the way. Yeah, this. Oh yeah, this movie takes place in the past. Well, yeah, the Battle of Hogwarts is early May 1998. Because because technically Hogwarts, for most people, would be middle school and high school. It's seven years. Yes. Right. So it's the three years of middle school, the four years of high school, and then when you're done at Hogwarts, you're 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why 1998 is yeah. Harry Potter's last year, so he's 18. Right. So he's born in 80, he graduates in 1998. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he just decides, I'm not going to go back so to Harry school. Potter's <laughs> turning, so Harry Potter is turning 41 in, in, in this July. Yeah. Nice. But uh, but yeah, so that's why Bellatrix targeted the Longbottoms, because they're like, yep. oh. Oh, if I was Neville, I would just hate Harry then. Well, I would just that, take that crap on him. But here's the thing, Neville's a hero and a good person. He yeah. Neville's a Does he realize that? Does Neville well, realize that, that, like, oh, yeah, Harry's I mean, low-key the reason for my he's parents? He's kind yeah. of the reason, like, it, well, the thing is, it's both of them, because they were both happened to be born at the same time. Last thing about Sorcerer's and Stone. And both their families got murked, so mm-hmm. they're in the same boat. One last thing about Sorcerer's Stone, because we eventually kind of want to get into the movies. Another reason why I hate rewatching is because the Dursleys suck. Yeah, the Dursleys are the worst in this movie. Like they're so they're the worst. They might be worse in like maybe like they have worse moments, but like they're in it. They may have worse moments in other movies, but the fact that they're in this movie for like the first twenty five yeah. minutes, it's so much longer you're than the other ones. You're just, tired of them. Man. Oh god, they're so well written that you just despise. Yes, them. Props which shows the props shows, to the actors. Oh, yes. They're the most disgusting characters ever. They're but, the worst. Like, I hate but it's the same, oh like, like, I props the actors that, but I just, I don't need to see that much of the bad muggle character. Like, people you know aren't I mean? that mean in real life. No. Like, it's, like, it's insane. No. No one would ever reasonably lock their semi-talented <laughs> yeah. child under the stairs and then move to a lighthouse to escape the random letters. But yeah. they didn't consider him their child. They considered they him the him. burden well, yeah, he was the, the burden sister. that got dropped mm-hmm. on them. But, like, I don't think that no family would go to that comedic lengths yeah. to avoid a letter delivered by an owl to the point that you had to get a half giant to kick down your lighthouse door Hi, threaten Ray. you with an umbrella zap Shit. a pigtail on your like kind of a jerk son and then take the child mm-hmm. like yeah. yeah it's not worth it chamber of secrets is the real first harry potter movie <laughs> yes the first chamber one is of secrets just has a up. very good amount of like mystery to it. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. I actually That's a good that movie, movie everyone so always says it's like the worst one. I think it's <gasps> I think it's yeah. I think it's one of the better no, ones. I, no, usually on most people's like lists or something, they always regard as Chamber Secrets as like one of the worst ones. I actually oh. think it's like in the middle of the pack. For I me. think that yeah, the reason people too. do that though is because they view it as so close to the Sorcerer's Stone. Well, it is directed by the same person and they do kind same of feel Dumbledore interchangeable too. in terms of like how they look, how they feel. Dumbledore, yeah, Dumbledore. Yeah, I don't, no one likes the no first No one likes Dumbledore. old Dumbledore. The, Sorry. The, 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 the whiplash between how two feels and how three feels. Mm, it's mm. crazy. They feel like different movies. Yeah. Different yeah. franchises. Yeah. yeah. Also, they physically have, have matured very different. Like, the well, way yeah, they look, looked well, is very well, different. Well, Chamber of Secrets and Sorcerer's Stone were only a year apart, whereas two and three were two years two apart. Two years apart, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the, way, still the, goes. the yeah. way that they did, uh, I believe, there are eight movies. Yes. I think they did back-to-back, took a year off, back-to-back, took a year off, back-to-back, That's took a year off, did. back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it was 01, 02, 04, 05, 07, 08, 10, 11. And they took a, yeah. a year in between each of the two movies. I think. Let me fact check yeah. that. But yeah. But I love Chamber of Secrets. Um, I think there's so much good about that because the more I, you know, the more you think about it, you're like, oh, this was also happening. Oh, this also happened. And, like for example, like the whole moaning Myrtle dynamic and the whole making the polyjuice potion. Yeah. yeah. And and when Hermione when, turning into a cat. no cat, like it was so funny. There, it showed you the magical side. It Half showed Blood Prince came out no nine. That's my bad. Ah. 
But it showed you the magical side of the Wizarding World. It wasn't just mm-hmm. some drama about your family and right. some interesting acclimation thing. But it showed yeah. you the scary side of it, too. It showed yeah. you the scary, scary side of it. It showed you kind of the horrific, the like, there are consequences for magic. It showed you the, 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 the first tastes of what Voldemort could actually do. Like, it's, until this point, we just heard of Voldemort. He who shall be not, not be named. And then the first time we kind of see him, he's a parasitic head. Yeah. Yeah. And then he kind of just smoke apparates through Harry. Harry gets knocked out, fall down some stairs, and then he's fine. And then boom, he's a dreamy teenager. Uh, and then yeah, now he's a hot teenager that left his <laughs> essence in a diary. diary, and he can speak to snakes, and he's got this nasty snake that slithers through the pipes of the school and petrifies people. Yes. Which also, I just want to say, this is another oddly specific take. The basilisk is the least effective creature in the entire story, yeah. and here's yeah. why. The basilisk in Harry Potter is said, like Harry Mon- uh, Her- Hermione figures it out in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, its gaze can kill you. No one dies. No. Everyone that it's comes paralyzed. into contact with the basilisk sees it in a reflection or it's refracted through something or something. So the basilisk claimed, I think, like four or five victims. Maybe. None of them died. Colin, One of them was the already Colin. dead. Colin Creepy, Ginny. The, the cat. Ginny, the, the cat. cat. <laughs> and then this is Norris. This is Norris. I Mrs. Fields. Hermione. Oh, Mrs. Hermione and uh, nearly headless Nick. And he was already dead. Right, okay. He's the only one that actually got a real look at the serpent and he was already <laughs> dead. dead. The other five living creatures that looked at it didn't die. It has a negative score on the efficiency. I will say this though: it, the practical effects on that thing—that's oh, yeah. a, that's a real thing. Oh yeah, the practical. The effects practical effects and all good. that. I loved that. I loved the basilisk, uh, the fox, the phoenix. Very good. Great stuff. Yeah, that was good. That was, I liked that dynamic of how he came in and mm-hmm. saved him, and the tears yeah. yes. and the soul. And Kenneth kind of, kind of Branagh as Gilderoy. Gilderoy Lockhart. made yeah, that that's, movie. Yeah, that's yeah. I sometimes forget that Gilderoy Lockhart that was the one that he was in. But that's such a that's such a really good. cool plot too. He, that was such a neat character idea because he was this swap wizard and then he was a liar. Right. They also found the first Horcrux in that movie and didn't even know. Yeah. Right. It ties back. Like looking back, no, it's cool like to Harry watch too. had no idea what he just did. Like he's just like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so rewatchable. Spooky books. You know, the, the diary is such a great plot device in that movie. Yeah. I love the mystery aspect. I love the. Um, what else am I forgetting? There's something else in the movie. Too. Jenny's possession. Yeah, that's really cool. That was a neat time. Uh, that was her, obviously. It's always mm-hmm. them. It's always those three and yeah. like their always families. I liked the flying car scene. That right. I forget that too. Very hard escape. Yeah. Magic has consequences too. Right. You were seen. Yeah. yeah. True. I, I feel like yeah, from start to finish, like the more we actively talk about it and remember the scenes from start to finish there's so many good parts of that movie yes. even if it's related to the, the direct plot the, or not the walking willow right <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. magic has consequences it's there's so good that want to the, kill the you spider scene that's in the first movie Wait. never mind oh spider yeah scene, that's in the first movie see that's mm-hmm. the thing like they're, they, they they do feel they very feel identical they feel like they i would honestly if Wait, i was if no. i was like the spider scene is in the second movie because that's oh, when is, they go see the spiders because Hagrid the opened movie. the chamber. Oh, they think that Aragorn was the monster. Right. Yeah, Aragog, not Aragog. Aragorn is Lord of the Rings. Aragorn is the greatest <laughs> archer to have ever lived. They that's sent, Legolas. They sent Hagrid to <gasps> Azkaban for no reason. Oh, oh, man. He's, Sean's dying. Sean doesn't know any characters' <laughs> names, and he also thinks that the original Star Wars came out in 1981, but that's okay. That's okay, but we forgive him. Yeah, talk, let's talk about I'm Hagrid, really bro. Tired Hag- today, Hagrid's great. Yeah, and I guess yeah, they did. Did they suspend him in that movie? Who? 
Hagrid. They sent them to thought, Azkaban. Yeah, that was that too. God, there's and so much. And that's why Harry and Ron went to go see the spiders because he's like, go visit the spiders, follow mm-hmm. the spiders. Follow the spiders. Yeah. Honestly, the biggest problem with Chamber of Secrets is that Hermione's like a non-character in the end because she got... I think that's uh, kind of cool. But no, but Hermione's because, such a great oh, character. Yeah, she, yeah, like, she got, you, miss still, her, you miss her being there. She still uh-huh. helped them. She did. She, she had the that, note. that paper in her hand Good and point. she said pipes, That was cool. Good point. And like, yeah. yeah. Was, and then she had the like piece of mirror in her hand so they knew yeah. that they can't look yeah. at it. Yeah, that movie was just so yeah. well done. Yeah. But... After Chamber of Secrets, you get the best movie. I disagree. Yep, the best movie of them all. <laughs> Thank you, Abby. Prisoner of Azkaban. Directed, directed brilliantly by Alfonso Cuaron, one of the greatest living directors of all time, directing a Harry Potter film. Wrap your head around that. Yeah. Same guy who directed Gravity, Children of Men, Roma. He directed a Harry Potter film mm-hmm. and made it... It's the most gorgeous Harry Potter film. Yeah. The imagery in that movie is stunning. I absolutely love it, and the just every the, the whole story is so compelling with Sirius Black oh my gosh. and this whole family dynamic, and also no Voldemort in this movie, right? Yeah, he's, only one without Voldemort. Like he's not a, he's not even a he's not even a plot point. No, no. He's, he's not. Me- it's really just Sirius Black and trying to figure out the mystery behind who is this guy? Is he actually what people say he is? The Dementors and the whole the Dementors like, yeah. being afraid of fear. Itself. Lupin, Lupin, a great oh, character. Such a Lupin good guy. was. He deserves better. So good. He deserves so much better in the series. Lupin was the OG fun uncle. So and good. I would go out on a limb and say that the last, I guess it's like 45 minutes, the time turner so sequence cool. is the best sequence in all of Harry Potter in it. the books and in the movies. I love that whole thing. There's nothing line. better. That's There's so nothing cool. better. Especially, like, even though you think, like, well, yeah, it's like the same, they do the scenes twice, but it's just so cool how they can go but back and watching it back the first time they do it, and they're like, I heard something, never mind, but it's them, the it's so The urgency good. of that scene is something uh, that can't so be denied, because mm. it feels like you're so in the moment yeah. with them. You're nervous. You're, you're, and then that's also the first time you see Snape start to, like, maybe show signs that, like, there's actually some good in him. Right. Because he, he's the one that protects them when yep. Lupin turns into the werewolf. Yep. Mm. Which, by the way, J.K. Rowling, great job naming the characters Lupin, Lupus, werewolf. Yes. Like he, like, he, uh, she, he No made, one saw that coming. No one saw that coming. <laughs> Especially when Snape subbed for Defense Against the Dark Arts and did a werewolf lesson. Yeah, exactly. yeah and also when they wow. did the Bogart okay, thing and, and it yeah. showed that Lupin was afraid of I, the moon. I, yeah. I, I adore... Mm. I adore the last, the last like 45 minutes of that. The whole movie's great, but like the ending is, it's just so, like, you're just so encapsulated in this moment. Yes. Buckbeat's in that one too. The Hippogriff. The Hippogriff. One of my favorite, if if not my favorite Harry Potter creature, the Hippogriff. Yeah, and like the whole, when, when, you know, like Hermione and Harry are riding it. It's just like classic, the scenes. It's also the last Harry Potter movie scored by John Williams. He only, yeah. scored, he only scored the first oh. three. Also, New Dumbledore. Dumbledore. New so Dumbledore. That's of course, great. I do want to make a comment on the John Williams thing. Uh, <laughs> kind of circling back just temporarily during the Quidditch scene in uh, Chamber of Secrets. Oh, that's a good scene. Uh, great scene, but here's the thing. There is an audio flaw. Well, not even really flaw. It's laziness. Oh, you mentioned this in the first episode, yeah. Yeah, so we mentioned a callback to the first episode of the show. Uh, for you two, John Williams was currently also working on uh, the prequels mm. for Star Wars. Yeah. And he uses the pod racer scene, I believe it is. I'm not sure. It's either the pod racer scene or the arena scene. He uses a chase, he uses a chase theme from those movies during, wow. like, a couple of measures of the like, Quidditch match theme. Wow. And you can I'll hear have to the listen same, back to that. 
like motif used. And it's like, oh, John. 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 Uh oh, John. He, he said he said to those directors, look, I'm I would love to do the music for you guys, but I'm also single handedly saving Star Wars. <laughs> so if I, there's some bleed through, I'm so sorry. This is the movie where you find out that Draco's so dramatic. Like when he got like yeah. beat up, slashed in the arm by oh, Bucky, oh my. and he's, he's like, "Kill oh, me! He's oh, killed me! My dad's gonna hear about this!" Yeah, my gosh. <laughs> like, he also got punched by Hermione in this movie, which is very sad. Yes, Wait, and that was real. Victory. That was real. Emma yeah. Watson said that was real. Emma she Watson straight up just... actually punched him. Also, you want to know why the Time Turner sequence is good too? No, Ron. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. Ron. get out yeah. of here. Ron. Can we talk about why I hate Ron? Yeah, go ahead. He is not important. Mm. If he was gone, nothing would change. Really. Ron is the parasitic. Except friend. he did in Deathly Hallows Part One. He did kind of save Harry's ass. Yeah, when he was yeah. drowning in the lake because yeah. he still had the right. Horcrux on, and he's just like. But did you say that Azkaban's not your favorite movie? It's not. Where I like it. What, it's just not. Where my is it, and what's your favorite? Then? My favorite is uh, Half Blood Prince. Movie. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I give. Yeah, her, I, I respect that. That, that one had the one most emotional talk. impact on me, and it will always be my favorite. Couldn't disagree more. I'm sorry, Grace. Is it like your least I, favorite? It's my least favorite movie because it's the worst adaptation from book to film, in my opinion. Oh well, uh, I haven't well, read okay, the book. I, I, this is you the only. That. This is the only book thing I'm talking about. My favorite book is Half Blood Prince, and a lot of the book covers. Voldemort's backstory. It goes more detailed into the Horcrux and the whole Dumbledore and Harry journey. And the movie decided to do make that a subplot and focus more on teen romance that I don't care about. True. Yeah, and I was... did not. Ca- it's the worst adaptation, and also I find it very boring. The last like half hour, sure. When like d- spoiler alert what, <laughs> for all the movies, when Dumbledore <laughs> dies, you feel obviously that's a great stuff. But I'm not. I feel like you're judging the whole movie off of the ending. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Well, Maybe a little. The, I think the sequences with Sutton are very great. But we're kind of going ahead. I will say this. Too much I, teen romance. I agree with you that it is the worst book to movie adaptation, but I will give Grace that it is a genuinely good movie. It's I probably my the, second to least favorite. I love the gritty movie. feel it has. I love the dark feel it the has. Coloring the it coloring of it is, is oh, very different. I think it's one different thing than anything the you've color, ever seen. The color, it almost feels drained of life. Exactly. Which is a very, very I'm going to be good. my least but favorite. Movie? But, why, but why do they do that, though? That doesn't because make any sense to totally. the But it's not the end yet. Well, that's the thing. It's drained of life, and then look at how dark and gritty. Deathly Hallows. I are. think Half Blood Prince is more gritty than Deathly Hallows. Deathly one. Hallows. De- oh, Deathly Hallows yeah. is is like the beginning of night when like this like, when the sky turns dark. But here's the thing: Half Blood Prince is dusk, where everything is the light is finally fading and it's almost out. And then by the so end of the movie, deep. when Dumbledore dies, night is false. I would so probably say Half Blood Prince is my second least favorite movie. My least favorite movie, and it's the one that I don't like to watch the most, is Order of the Phoenix. That's, no. that's one of my favorites. Boo. That's one of my favorites. Hot take there. Hot take. Order of the is probably my second favorite one. It's probably number Umbridge three. Order of the, is yeah, the something. worst character But I love it. I love, how, I love um, her. Umbridge is the worst she's character the worst. ever because she's a great villain. Yeah. That actress has just done a phenomenal love to job hate her. with her. We I love have, to hate her. I, I, I've never thought I'd say this, but I think one of the greatest villains ever in that series is literally just the education Pink system. Pink lady. And also... She's just the education system... With and feet. If, and, if you, and if you want to talk about an ending, Half-Blood Prince, oh wow, Dumbledore dies. End of Order of the Phoenix with the war at the Ministry of Magic. Awesome. That is when Harry Potter, that's when the whole series switched. Like, you could say, oh, it's when Voldemort came back. It's like, no, Voldemort just came back. This is the first instance it of the war, war is coming, and it's here. It becomes the war. It yeah, also shows, and they see it. It also shows you know, able to... Dumbledore letting loose. 
Dumbledore just yeah. waltzes into the no. Ministry of Dumbledore Magic. versus Voldemort? And Voldemort so cool. for the first time in the series. That's the only the first part of that movie time. I like. No. <laughs> That's what we were talking no. about. Voldemort, for the first time you've seen him on, on screen at any point in the entire series, looks up from like staring mm-hmm. Harry down. He's like, oh, like I'm going to knock your wand. He's like, you should have joined me one last time. Dumbledore walks out of the fireplace, and what does Voldemort do? He looks afraid. He's like, also, oh, no, I also, wasn't prepared to Also, fight you Order of the Phoenix is the one... If Order of the Phoenix didn't happen... Dumbledore's death could not have happened because War of the Phoenix is when you start to see Harry take on a teacher role. So it shows that's that, oh that's such a good yes. dynamic. Dumbledore's army is such a good like you see what Harry can dynamic. do without Dumbledore. So that way, when Dumbledore dies, you don't feel super hopeless because you know Harry has it in him. And I love the scenes where he's training the kids. Yes, and, yeah, and Dumbledore's I love army. Too. I Not love Harry those moments. Should have been Defense Against the Dark Arts. I think Order of the Phoenix is my <laughs> third funny. favorite. Funny. Two is my second favorite. Is probably Hallows Part Two, and the number one is. Asked I mean, the worst one's probably, probably the first one. Because yeah, the, the whole beginning, the whole right. beginning. But I mean, not, not out of a bad. really toxic amazing, way of just like, yeah, nah. It's an amazing intro to the, the Wizarding World. It's but either that or like Hallow's Part like, 1. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think that a lot of people can agree that the um, the one that people... I don't like Goblet of Fire. I don't like it's it. Right. It's, 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 it's bad. Medical. But it's funny because I don't really... I think the reason I hate it so much is just because it's overplayed it, on TV. It's overplayed on TV and I can't watch it. But, but like when you actually take a step back, like it, it is the transition movie to yes. the, the the dark half. Yeah. I I think in general I like the light half versus the dark half. The I ending, think I think I like one through dark. four to four. Yeah, more the than ending four. Gets the ending dark. gets dark. That's where Harry yeah. Potter starts to switch tonally. Order of the Phoenix is where it starts to shift story wise. Yeah. But like tonally, the end of Goblet of Fire, yeah. when they get transported into that graveyard, oh, Cedric's just like with oh, the I'm dead. What, yeah. what, what, what was the thing this? they put on the tri? They turned it into a, a war key, a, a port, port key. key. They turned Cedric it into a port just key. Cedric kind of stands and he's like, Harry, where, where the hell are we? Yeah, it, and it's, he's like, we need to leave right now. Mm-hmm. You're in danger. And it's then some dark Cedric stuff. just in his last moments. Yeah. I also, one thing I kind of find annoying, if you really do, like look at what Cedric's death was like portrayed as like to the people of Hogwarts like he died defending a friend like you think he's like pulling off some epic last stand all he does is say who are you what do you want don't come any closer and, and that's and that's another reason I like Order of the Phoenix because it goes it takes that and it then pits Harry against everybody else because Harry's the only one saying Voldemort's back yeah he killed Cedric and all throughout Order of the Phoenix you can see that amazing dynamic between the Ministry telling Harry shut up between Hogwarts telling Harry to shut up the only one who's on his side is Dumbledore, yes. and that's why you feel such that connection. That's because Dumbledore is a very intelligent man. Dumbledore and is smart. Literally guy. knows everything. I love Goblet of Fire, the ending leading into Order of the Phoenix, and then Half Blood Prince kind of screwed it up, in my opinion, until yeah. the end of Half Blood Prince when it redeemed it. I think that's why in movies, well, halfway through four, kind of, and then to the end, that's why I like the happy moments even more because. It's, like, the whole Dumbledore's army thing, it's cute when the cute stuff happens of, like, oh, teen movie, teen friendship, oh, he kisses Cho Chang, and, yeah. like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, that's, it stands out more to me in those movies because they're so dark and sad. Yeah, they're refreshing moments in the gloom. Yeah. Grant, I will say, I think the whole love arc with Lavender Brown and Ron is kind of the worst part of the kind entire film. It's, it's just, like, ha- like ha- it's just too first much teen off, romance I don't care about. First uh-huh. off, I'm not a big fan of Ron. No. No. I don't think anyone here is. Ron's we just really talked whiny. About. We, yeah, just we, talked, we about talked about it. Ron's really whiny, and I just don't like Ron. Ron causes more problems than he helps. And then Lavender Brown is the stereotypical, problematic, clingy weirdo with a crush. So now we have not great male best friend with 
annoying stereotype lady. Yeah. And, and then Hermione just being mad Hermione, in the background. <laughs> and then Hermione, the chosen one, the chosen girlfriend, is just like... Yeah, Ron, the whole series, Ron is just jealous and butthurt that he's not Harry. Yeah, Hermione, yeah, Ron is just like, oh, I want to be I would say from four, the chosen one. from four on, He was a yes. jerk in four. He was, jerk he was an four. absolute In three, jerk. that's when you start to see maybe him switching in terms of, but like, in four, that's when he's like, actually becomes unlikely. Like, you actually put your name in the Goblet of Fire and he's like, Ron, I'm Harry Potter. Bad stuff happens to me every year and it's never my fault. Why do you not believe me? My favorite, literally, one of the the funniest lines is, I forget what movie it's in, but it's when the three of them are in McGonagall's office and McGonagall's like, why is it whenever there's trouble, it's always you three? It's like... Love her. She's great. Maggie she, Smith is the, the best. Why, why could she series. not be the headmaster over Dumbledore? She makes me so happy. She is She's my favorite. The greatest. McGonagall. All right, we can argue that there's some very, very fantastic female characters in the, in the series. Not many though. There, Molly Weasley. Yeah, but not many. Ooh, I'm Molly saying Weasley. there's, not, there's not a quantity. Luna's great. No, it's not what I said. There's not a quantity of there's them. Not a quantity. Was what I was trying there's to say. There's not a quantity, right? <laughs> but of the of the of the few that are portrayed front and center, they're Fantastic. Right. I've got to give it. Like, this is a male-dominated movie. It, it really it is. It's movie series. It's sad, well, sure. but McGonagall, McGonagall's the queen. She and, is. When and she like, stands up to Umbridge. When she stands up to Umbridge, it's so good. Forth. When she's defending Sybil in the courtyard, yep. that was so good. And when she gives the whole battle speech during the Deathly Hallows of Battle of Hogwarts, mm-hmm. yep. like she, she does the, 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 the Logan Warner spell and gets all the statues. Well, one of the most shoot. satisfying scenes in all, of, in all of Harry Potter was when... She fights Snape. Yeah, when yes. he, when she steps in front of Harry and is like, "Go away, I got this," and like that's the first time you see McGonagall actually be like a badass. Yes. it was so awesome. Because up like, until then, the up until then, she's been just like a Command- a very Gordon. commanding presence of like you know you know honor and you know Hogwarts and like you know on, like she's she's a very commanding presence. But that's the first time you see her like. No, I no, I, I, I got can, this. I, I got this. I, I can back up my words. I still don't understand that after Dumbledore died, why Snape became headmaster. Because and, like because I, the Death Eaters infiltrated the school board. Yeah. Yes. The school board chose. Snape it was a bad thing. They were all dead. Like it wasn't supposed to happen for yeah. sure. It was, it was nepotism. Like and the education system. I don't mind Snape, and we can get into that later. But like, I don't think he should have became headmaster. No. <laughs> like. Not. Spoiler: Dumbledore asked him to kill him. That yeah. was a weird dynamic how. Because, it's because was Dumbledore back was forth. already dying. He was cursed. He was already dying. And he so knew. he asked him, please do this so Draco doesn't have to. Yeah. And he was already in this unbreakable bond, so he had to protect Draco anyway. And he also did it because that means that Voldemort would trust him. Yeah. Right. So, and he would be able and to And he could do better. He, he, played, he played for both teams yeah. <laughs> yeah. very well. He was a yeah. quadruple agent. And that one was so interesting is like I know after having watched all the movies and you know getting to watch them back and getting even more out of them from some of them watching them a second time it's it's weird because the whole time when I would watch them the first time I'm like I don't really know where Snape's at with all this but now that I know that he has truly been on Dumbledore's side all along it's still confusing because a lot of it was kind of I feel like I don't know if the writing I don't know if that's just him but he was kind of a two all over the place for me. Like a little, some no, of the agree. things I'd be like, yeah, no, that doesn't say that you're gonna like try to help Dumbledore. What are you doing Alan right now? Alan Rickman took it in his own way, which, as he does with every role yep. he ever Alan played, Rickman's second greatest rest acting peace, performance. Alan, Rickman. Rest Alan Rickman. greatest second greatest acting performance in his career. Please say what I want you to say for the first one. Hans Gruber. Yes. It's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off Nakatomi Clock. Yeah, that actor. <laughs> Do you really one think of you have a chance against us, Mister Cowboy? <laughs> but, so good. I, 
as much as I love Snape, he'll always be Hans Gruber to me. He, he will always be Snape to me, no. but it's always neat to see him in. He's Hans Gruber. Because, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this right now. I talked to him about this before. I, I hate to go back to the books, but, like, when I first read Sorcerer's Stone, I always envisioned Snape as this, like, snivelly, old, crotchety guy who was the most unlikable person ever. But then when I watched Sorcerer's Stone, he's like this suave demeanor. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole. But like he has like this suave and slick and he's like charming and everything. And it didn't match my perception of the character. He's doing a great job in the movie and he's putting his own spin on it. It's just for me, I was not expecting what Alan Rickman did in the movies. He didn't portray the Snape that I portrayed in my head. A lot of students are still afraid of him though. Because in three, Neville says his biggest fear is Professor Snape. Right, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Well, yeah, students are afraid of him, but like... So just he are... still gives off that demeanor of being scary and sure. just, like, in the books, intimidating. But, but in the you books, as a viewer, you as a viewer were actually kind of... Every time yeah. he came on screen, like, yes. be honest, when he showed up, you got excited. Oh, Absolutely. I was like, queen, yeah. work it. Whenever, like, yeah. whenever he showed up in the books, I'm like, I hate you. Him with his cape? like. But see, I'm that way with truly annoying characters too, like Dolores Umbridge. Even though I genuinely did hate her, I still like to see her. Because for me, I do enjoy a, a terrible villain. So I feel like I Fair. would have enjoyed a villain regardless. Voldemort. That... I like Voldemort right. scenes. You should hate the villain, and that's the point. Uh-huh. Before we get to Bloodbath, do, do anyone have any more hot takes? Because oh. I have a hot take. Oh, personally. I actually... I have just one I want to hear everybody's opinion. Do you feel that Draco's ending with just the Malfoy family just mm. leaving it's was the right way to end it? I believe that it was, but it also wasn't. I know it's super vague, but let me explain. Uh, <laughs> it was, but it wasn't. I yeah. think that... Malfoy was painted to not be a villain. Mal- Malfoy, Malfoy's whole thing was early series, he was an antagonist and a jerk to Harry. In the yes. middle of the series, he was a recruit for the Death Eaters. And he was trying to be turned to the dark side, but he had good in him. The dark side? Well, Thank you I for mean, catching that. Um, <laughs> he was trying to be converted to the Death Eaters, yeah. to Voldemort's cause, but he, yes. could, he was still a good person yes. at the end of the day. Uh, but at the end of the films... He's trying to be a Death Eater in the Deathly Hallows, and he tries to go through with killing Snape in, in Half-Blood Prince. And at the end of the day, at the end of like them going to get uh, the diadem in the requirement, it's at that moment again he finally decides, like, I can't work for Voldemort. Mm-hmm. The whole point of Draco's story was not to redeem him. It was not no. to make him into a good guy at the very end. No. It was to show a victim... And to, like, when, when, when Harry and Voldemort see each other in the train station 20 years after that, when they're both dropping their kids off, uh-huh. it's a feeling of understanding and apology. Yeah. I was wrong to do the things I did to you, and I'm sorry, and I, I should not have sided with Voldemort. And Harry's looking at him, that nod says, it's okay, I know you what you were put through. It is not a story of redemption, or it's a story of victimization. It's a story of, there are people who did lose that war. And Draco is one of them. And Draco, in the rest of his life, is going to try and do better. I just think Draco, Draco's dad was a coward. Lucius Malfoy was a coward in the end of the series. I think he was genuinely a bad that's, guy. That's, he, he, yeah. like he was true his character. He was genuinely, like, so bad. If he, wasn't, like, if he didn't do that, it wouldn't have been true to his character. No. He, he was yeah. a coward, so he exited the series like a coward. Yeah. He was yeah. true to his character. That's what I think that this story did well, is that everyone, everyone stayed true to their character, character by the end. Now, Narcissa. 
I'm okay with I respect her. I respect okay her. Her husband. I resp- I think that this, the whole walking away thing, it was, it was, Luce just decided, well, I, think I guess he caught up, with, they all decided to yeah. leave. Yeah. But like, it was, it was him, him being yeah. a coward. But when, when it comes to Luce, how do you pronounce it? Narciss- Narciss- Narcissa. Oh, God. Narcissa. Narcissa and, and Draco. Um, I think that it just shows that they're they're bad, but you can't. You're they're not even evil enough to they're go just, along with Voldemort. I think that's their thing. Selfish they're just following and, him and, and inward. But at the end of the day, Narcissa Malfoy knew that when 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 Harry gets murked by Voldemort in the woods, he didn't die. Yeah, she. she went to I respect her mad she, for that. She leaned down and she saw it. She felt his pulse. He was still alive. I was like, okay, so he is the chosen one. So that's that's proof of that cool. one more time. He can't be killed by Voldemort. That's the prophecy. One can't be killed while the other survives. So it's mm-hmm. now Harry can't be killed while Voldemort survives in her head. Because now Harry can totally die. Mm-hmm. He's no longer Harry Crabs. She didn't know that. So what does she do instead of turning around? My lord, he's still alive. Zap him again. No. She says, He's, he's dead. Is, is Draco alive? Please tell me. If Harry's you tell like, me, yep. I won't turn you in. Right. And he just subtly nods. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's alive. Because that's another thing. Harry didn't want to kill Voldemort. Uh, not Voldemort. He wouldn't want to kill Draco. No. He didn't want to kill Draco. He's like, he knew. He He's knew, just a bully. He knew Draco was just in the wrong. Yep. Harry showed goodness in that. And Harry, like, nodding and telling Narcissa that. Narcissa instantly yeah. knows, the moment I get to my son, we out. Draco was just misled. Draco I, I think he was just, just a bully that was misled path. to a really intense path. I respect Narcissa Malfoy in every decision she made. Do you have a hot take, Matt? Yeah, I do. There's something in the Harry Potter universe that everyone seems to unanimously think is a great thing, and I think it's dumb in terms of its concept. It's really, really stupid. It might be the dumbest thing J.K. Rowling has ever written in her entire life. As a sports fan, Quidditch is so stupid. No! Matt, you're going to make Sean so mad. Why would you say that? No, 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 no. Should we even discuss this? Quidditch (laughs) is the perfect wizarding world It's just so stupid. I love it. Quidditch is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Really think think about this, okay? football is better? Basically, think about this, okay? Six people are on a magical broomstick flying around trying to shoot a ball into a hoop. And it's worth yeah. ten points, and that's kind of the main gist of the game. Yeah. Meanwhile, two people are playing an entirely different game where they're trying to find a little ball that's the size of maybe a marble, a marble that's worth 150 points in the game ends. This is the equivalent of a baseball game where two players are running around the stands looking for a little marble that's worth 100 home runs. The game makes... No sense. They do a poor job of explaining every rule in it the movie, though. It is the, so. as a sport, as a concept of a sport, this game makes no sense. As a it sport, is, like, impossible to win a Quidditch game without catching the snitch. It's, like, happened once. I'm gonna defend Quidditch. It's the dumbest I'm sport in the Quidditch. world. I'm not a sports person, but I love me some fantasy sports. I'm gonna defend fantasy sports for a minute. So, Quidditch does a poor job of explaining every single nuance in the movies, but here's the thing about Quidditch. Quidditch does not release the snitch at the start of the game. Quidditch doesn't. It releases it after one team scores about 50 points. That's why the game ends when you catch the snitch. It pushes over the limit of the scoring. So, the whole point is the game has to progress to a certain point. It's a way to close out a quick victory because Quidditch games are played in series. They're not played in individual matches. They're played in individual matches at Hogwarts because that's how House Cup rules work. Wait. Quidditch, wait. professionally, like the ones you see at the beginning of, of, <laughs> of Goblet of Fire, right. are played in best-of tournament games. 
That's why they're quick shutouts. It's a way of ending a game very quickly and maximizing your strength and magic for that from the But what's the point of actually playing a game of Quidditch if the snitch is all that matters? Because here's True. the thing. It's when do they find. cap it? Here's like, the if thing. no one can so, oh, yeah, it's, Okay, it's hard to find. So why not make the whole game find the snitch? That's the What's thing. the point of the ret? You're watching a game. Really think about this, okay? You're watching a game between Team A and Team B, and you're getting really into the whole quaffle thing, and maybe one team just, like, pulls away, and they're up... 80 to 30, and they're your fan. But then the other team catches the snitch and they win for no reason, even though they're getting outplayed the whole game. True. As True. a sports fan, Sean, give me, I gave you like two minutes just now. Give me my time. As a sports fan, this game conceptually makes zero sense in terms of a good team sport that is fair on both sides and gives both team a chance to win. Because basically the entire game comes down to the seeker. Everyone else is borderline redundant. There are two points that I can challenge you. The first is if the lower team catches the snitch and it doesn't push them to 200, the game still plays. No, it doesn't. I'm pretty sure it does. Gryffindor won the game against Slytherin in the first in the first movie like 180 to 20. Yeah. Oh, true. You're right. Yeah. So that's, that's so, okay. That's so actually, yeah. Wait a minute. That's another. That All right. Give me your other point. I'll shoot it down again. I will say, though, I don't think that's right, because in the books it says something else. But uh, then again, we can't use the books here. So as it's... far as cinematography-wise, you beat me on that. In the books, it is slightly different. I'll bother that. Uh, the other thing is, um, secondary point, with the whole two people are playing a different game, you can mess with the Seekers. You know, but, like, right? are they going to? No, that's the whole point. You can like, mess with they're them. Playing, they're, You're they're supposed, supposed to be messing with them. The Seekers are supposed to be fighting each other the entire match. And the Seekers play as, 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 uh, it's seekers really play as keepers... Like... When the stitch is not on the field. So it's, Harry's alignment. It's really like you're watching game. a football game with a boxing match going on in the corner that's actually going to determine the outcome of the football game. But What's the, the point, point of watching the foot? It's like if the, the Super Bowl was happening and the Chiefs and yeah. Buccaneers are playing and they're actually kind of being neck and neck, but it's the it's whoever the the winner of the wrestling match going on at the at, outside of the arena. That's the one that determines. And they're going to relay it into say, hey, by the way, guys, the Buccaneers just won because their guy was able to find a little marble outside of the stadium. So you can all go home now it, it makes bad, zero sense it's a bad this sport is dumb as hell it is a bad concept if, it, if the snitch if the snitch gave the team like an advantage like if if your sneaker if your seeker caught yeah. the snitch you got 10 minutes of yeah. having an extra attacker on the field good call that'd be much better that the fact be that the snitch is worth 15 <laughs> times worth a quaffle shot and wins the game most of the time. It makes no right. sense. That is a this sport is so dumb. You're right. That is a conceptually bad thing. This that just kind of boils so down stupid. to J.K. Rowling not being a sports person either. This sport is rules. so dumb. That just boils down to J.K. Rowling not knowing sports either. I will say, though, and I will defend myself, uh, when, uh, when, it comes to, um, when it comes to Quidditch, there is a muggle variant. I am well versed in the rules oh, of man. Muggle Quidditch. I actually played Muggle Quidditch. For irrelevant. A while. Irrelevant. And it fixes that actually. I call it irrelevant. It's also Muggle Quidditch. It's not yes, canon. I have it's not canon. I, it's not canon, but I just want to say. I that will I say. Played Muggle Quidditch. I will say fun. that when Matt came in with that hot take, I got real defensive. But Matt, I will say, I think you've changed my mind on that. This game I think, I think you've makes really convinced no me. Sense. No sense. J.K. I mean, Rowling needs to. It's not going to make me making, judge the movies. But J.K. Rowling needs to stick to writing literature and not sports rules. I just like Quidditch. I agree with you that the that the concept of the game is flawed, but those scenes are some of the best scenes. They are. The CGI does not hold up to this day. Well, the second one. But neither does any of the CGI in the Star Wars movies in the original trilogy. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. I know. I'm saying it doesn't hold. Like, time 
Personally, I, personally Sorcerer's Stone Quidditch sequence, I like. The Chamber sequence, uh, Quidditch sequence is basically the exact same scene again. I don't get much out of that one. The World Cup Just of Quidditch. The World him. Cup of Quidditch in four. We don't even see the game. We don't even see the game. I like the one and where Snape messes there, with hair. Or no, like, sorry. Quidditch when, is that's the first much one, yeah. similar to the House Cup. Quidditch is kind of forgotten about once we get past like yes, the third uh-huh. movie. That's because, well, because again, no time for fun it's because, now it's evil. Because, it's because, 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 because J.K. Rowling realized that she is not good at creating sports and thus stopped including <laughs> it in the movie. So she made a bigger Because threat. that sport is dumb. And I really hope people agree with me on this. I love Quidditch. Because... I, as a sports agree. fan, it makes no sense. That is my that Fair is my enough. hot take. Quidditch Fair sucks. Enough. Anyone else speak now for a world your piece? Because no, so I think I think we're good. Oh no! Did I'm we so want to? Did we want to quickly just highlight our top favorite characters? We're doing we're that. Do that. We're doing we're the, the, the end. end. Okay. The end. Thank you. All right. So, uh, without further ado, I'm so scared. Uh, <laughs> you want to ask the first question? Uh, I think I didn't. I come up with the first question. Uh, we're getting there. Yeah, that's my question. I kind of want to come. I want to. Plus, Grace and I are just one. gonna like agree on. That's the so, problem. I know. Matt, all you on the first question, and you you get a little bit. So it's a refresher. I'm thinking of. We're a going no- to choose one. No, you just pick. You're no, given the choice. You just pick one. But uh, you are going to be you are going to be asked a question. You're given like 45 seconds ish to state your point. The other person gets their opportunity to say their point. The first person gets a little rebuttal. The la- then the other person make it like one line, and then. Great. All right, I'm gonna start with Grace. Of course you are. Grace. Uh-huh. Obviously, each movie has a different one, but I want you to tell me who's the best defense against the dark arts teacher. Lupin. Why? He is the only one that I saw that did like actual like l- interactive lessons with the students. Like, who did we have? We had Gilderoy Lockhart. That. He didn't know anything about what he was talking about. We had Umbridge. She didn't believe in magic. Like, she did not believe in using it. (laughs) And then we had Snape, who they didn't really show him teaching very much. Um, I think Snape would have been really good at it, but the best one that they showed was Lupin, because he interacted with the students and got them to use magic. Okay. (laughs) Abby. Unfortunately, I agree with Grace, but for interaction points, I will say that in in watching the um, in watching the movies, I think Gilderoy Lockhart was very enjoyable to watch because of how goofy and silly he was, and and for plot reasons, Matt is angry. Matt, no, Matt, do you want to get in on no, this? No, no, no. This no, is we, can't, we can't argue. You can't get in on it. You're just so disappointed in me. I was I, hoping you would say something. No, nope. I think Gilderoy Lockhart is, fu- Lockhart is fun to watch, and that would be my only rebuttal. Because she agreed with me, I'm not going to rip into her, but I'm just going to say, Gilderoy Lockhart knew no magic. He knew how to wipe people's memories, and that but was, he was about very, it. I will very trained. Impressed. He's very trained in one really hard school of magic, but everything else sucks. <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to say Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah, same. Oh, shoot. <laughs> but you're, yep, you're, you're, oh. you're, you're but you're, see, he I guess, never, your response he, is canon. But, but see, here's the well, thing. Well, it's Crouch, and we Yeah, well, he never Barty really, Crouch he never really, but, like, Mad-Eye never taught. But he was the teacher. Disguise it like. But we can't. We can't have those discussions. All right. All right. To them. All, all right, right. Sean, you're going next. All right, ladies. That's me. Who's I want first? A good clean fight on this Who's one. Who's first? Okay. I'm going to give it to Abby first. Okay. I want a good clean fight. Yep. Hottest character. In the movie, so not now. In the movies. Um. Hot. This person comes onto the screen, and you've got to start fanning yourself. Who is it? Uh, episode, not episode, yeah, okay, now, now you got me doing it. Deathly Hallows 1 and 2, Neville Longbottom. 
and I don't really think I have to say anything about that. I think he's just a beautiful looking man, especially considering his character development and and considering how much he had grown physically and it was just the the contrast was so intense that it's hard to argue with that. I'm also going to go to Deathly Hallows because I Obviously, the characters are a lot older because mm-hmm. they're children in the beginning. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Harry Potter and the first one. Movie. Harry, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Deathly Hallows one and two, Fred and George, and I can say them both because they are like the same person. Right. Um, and I know that Connor's girlfriend would agree with me because <laughs> they, and it's also their personality makes them hotter. I can't, like, explain it, but they had such a glow-up from the long hair to what they looked like at the end of the series. Uh, my rebuttal, they have red hair. <laughs> I don't discriminate. Brutal! Abby. <laughs> Abby discriminates, I don't. My, my rebuttal is that gingers don't have souls, so therefore they're not attractive. I think she instantly lost that one because she discriminated. No, that's not discriminating. And it's a, wow. it's a fact, and you guys know it. Wow. It's a fact. It's a fact. Have you seen the, the magazine cover outside of the Harry Potter universe that, oh that the actor God. that played Level, Neville Longbottom is on? Have you seen that cover where he's shirtless on it? Come on, man. Right, okay, anyway. Okay. Wow. I rest my so, case. Might as well like pumped a shotgun. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to assume that we don't that you guys don't know it this already, that this is knowledge you don't know. Okay. So I would like you to guess, and what you believe, and I'm going to start with Grace again, right? Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. What do you believe Abby's Patronus is, and vice versa? Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> That's so hard! Mm. Yeah, I know she doesn't know mine, and I definitely don't I know hers. Um, take, take some time if you need it. Because they just seem. Ugh. I know there's meaning behind them, but they also kind of seem kind of random. They, yeah, there's enough meaning. Like, Harry them. has meaning behind his. There's enough meaning like, for specifics, but they're most of the time very vague. They're just a kind of. They share quirks and characteristics. I don't know. I feel like Abby would be a cat of some kind. Okay. <laughs> and allow me to explain. Shh. Abby, because uh, I'm looking at her very tiny person. This is true. And cats tend to be on the smaller side. Um, also fact. She, cats like to kind of keep to themselves. Abby has a lot of friends, but she likes to do a lot of things on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, so cats like to keep to themselves and they have their own like things that they like to do. That was a stretch, but I really don't know what to say. <laughs> I, what even animals do they do? I guess they do deer, they do rabbits, they do any animal. Yeah. Literally anything. Um, that's a tough one. I, I don't. Well, I don't even know 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 my own Patronus. I do know mine. Um, you do know yours. I, do. I feel like perhaps. I don't know why I'm thinking like maybe like a rabbit. Is that like like, like yeah. Luna Lovegoods? Yeah, yeah. Luna had a rabbit. Yeah. Is like I like it. Maybe a rabbit because I think that. I I honestly don't have anything to say backing that up other than I just feel like if you did a Patronus, it would be a rabbit. Just because I feel like and you go with like that the rabbit I don't know I really don't have a backup for that personality wise my actual what is it Patronus is a badger interesting very close which is funny because Hufflepuff is badger mine's some kind of horse I forget I forget the name of what it actually is but it's like some kind of horse it's like a bronco Sean's is an English mastiff mine is an English mastiff which which is is funny because he hates dogs (laughs) it's Hagrid's dog yeah a huge horse of a dog and I'm not a dog person (laughs) alright question four Uh, I will also say this just because 
frequent guest. Connors, ironically, is a snake. Uh, and he is A, a Gryffindor, B, afraid of snakes. By the way, ah. if uh, listeners are wondering, uh, myself, Abby, Grace, all Hufflepuff, and Sean's a Ravenclaw. I am a Ravenclaw, so I am outnumbered today. Um, <laughs> the two not main houses, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so none of us are protagonists. <laughs> We're all expendable. We um, die in Goblet of Fire, and you're just kind of there. I'm just kind of there. <laughs> I, I got Luna Love going on my so. True. Interestingly enough, true. We got yeah. said. We have Robert Set. Pattinson. We have Robert Ooh. Pattinson. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yes, uh, moving we'll on Abby, now. I guess, right? Another one, another very uh, nebulous one. Oh, no. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, magical mixtures and charms and things like that in the Harry Potter universe. So one thing we're curious, you win Slughorn's competition. What do you do with a vial of liquid love? Oh, I'll drink that. What? what? I know you're going to drink it, but let's say you, you drink it. <laughs> Well, step I mean, like, one is Abby well, go first. Well, step oh, one like, is well, drink. I, you step <laughs> one you drink potion. After that, what do you do <laughs> that with I know luck in like, your system? Abby. Essentially, something that I knew I like I've always wanted to do that I can just do because I have the liquid luck is yes. essentially. Like, what do you, what's the first thing you do once you imbibe the liquid luck? Like what's something you just instantly would love to be able to just instantly do just because of luck? Super luck. Um, Grace knows. Oh, that's good, like her reaction. oh goodness, I. Maybe, maybe something maybe would like maybe would like music so like i i'm a singer i'm gonna go into music ed next year for college maybe i would do something predictable like like i don't know like an audition for something maybe i'd audition for like juilliard or something i'd probably audition for like a super or like berkeley college of music yeah. or something crazy or no 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 never mind i would audition for a broadway show Oh, because, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Ooh, Sorry. It was, it was getting there. I had to get there in my mind. Strike I would, that. I would definitely, be, I would definitely audition for a Broadway show to be, like, in, a, in the So that is, your, that is your canon final answer. Yeah. Broadway show. Yeah, I'd love okay. to do that. Because you went through, like, three things. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. You had to work there. Yeah. I, was, no, I had to that's, that's a great answer. Yeah. You, that is a great answer. I took this a little differently, which is fine. Uh, but I took it, like, as if I was in the movie. Okay, what sure. What I would do with it. Also a fair answer. Also, I mean, Broadway is canon in the Harry Potter True. Yeah. Um... I would 100% go try to befriend Professor Snape. Because I feel like he is a kind of good person to have on your side. So If you were like a character, yeah. If, yeah, character. if I, That's why I'm saying if I was in the movie, that's what I, how I took it as. Two completely um, different answers. Yeah, <laughs> but I, the reason I would do that is because like we, he proves in the movie that having Snape on your side is a good thing. So as a student, you want a professor like Snape on your side. So I, that's what I would do. Good call. Two Good very call. different answers and very just, different. We settings. took the questions like two different ways. ways. I like the I like the dichotomy of cool. Here. You asked the next question because I'm confused on how you worded this. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'll ask six, um, but yeah, you, you asked this next question. Yeah, I, uh, so I'm gonna start with Grace this time. I'm nervous. Out of every character in the Harry Potter like movies, okay. right? You change nothing about them. Except, like, the, their lines are the same, their point is the same, their arc's the same, except you have to replace the actor with them, with Abby, and vice versa. Like, who do you oh. cast as a person in the movie? Oh, their okay. lines don't change, nothing changes, but, like, for instance, like, all of us, like, like our question, for instance, like, calling back to an episode, like, for our Star Wars episode, I said I would cast Tarkin as Matt. And I said I would cast all the Ewoks as Sean. So. Hermione. I would also say Hermione, definitely. Okay. Uh, but but I, okay, okay, so okay. Can I, but, why, can I explain it? but why would Abby be better as Hermione, and why would Grace be better as Hermione? Okay, I think Abby's, Grace would be better as Abby's Hermione. Abby's academically smarter than me, and I will hmm. call that till the day. And he's like, eh? Uh, this, this, no, qu this, quest this question kind of just turned into why the other but, person's a better Hermione. No, we are... Like 
She is academically smarter. She is very into school. Like, she gets stressed Perhaps. out like Hermione. Because Hermione does sometimes get stressed out, not gonna lie. But she seems like she would be the one leading a group. Like, yeah. academically being like, no. Like, right. <laughs> she's, okay. she's that kind of person. And yeah. why would Grace be the better Hermione? I think Grace is, is very confident in, in what she... Um, believes and in what she knows and I think that that's that that's really highlighted in Hermione like to be like just so like what do you mean like yeah this is it I got this and I think that the confidence is very related um definitely the for me with the Hermione thing that's definitely true I just that man I would hate I don't think I'd like being Hermione I I wish that another aspect of my personality I have backup answer what is your backup Cedric's girlfriend whatever her name is Wait, the reason oh. I'm saying that is because, same thing, she's very smart, but she's not as confident in herself. And I, Abby's confident, but sometimes every once in a while she's just like, do I do this? Do I not? Hmm, I think Help I will me. turn in all my friends to the administration. <laughs> <laughs> Under spell. So, so what is the canon final answer? Is it Hermione or is I, it Cho I'm going to say Hermione for a I think Hermione for Hermione, I think. Want Abby has aspects of every female character in, <laughs> except for Umbridge, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God. Uh, I'm gonna go with Cho, Cho Chang. Cho Chang. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Awesome. All right. My next question. We're gonna start with Abby. Awesome. Hogwarts is having a school dance. Yes. Which house wins a dance off? Ooh. The best representative. Not Ravenclaw. Okay, but, okay, but, but which, Excuse me? which house, if, if all four houses just got in their own through. quadrant and right. it was just a right. dance-off, who'd win? I th- you mean, like, yeah, I pick a house. I, yeah, I, you have to pick a well, house. Well, I gotta work through this a little bit. Not Ravenclaw, because smart people can't do anything else. I, hey. I'm sorry. I, so if you're smart, you're probably, like, nerdy and studious, and you're like, D- I'm above dancing. Um, and then Hufflepuff is a really solid contender, so is Gryffindor. <sighs> Slytherin... I feel like they'd bully everyone else that if they couldn't dance, but then they also might not be able to dance as well. I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with like Gryffindor because Hufflepuff, they probably can dance and have a really good time, but they're probably just like stupid looking when they're dancing because they're very like all over the place. I think Gryffindor is just like the embodiment of like a just a good time and like you're just great and like main character vibes. So I'm gonna go Gryffindor. All right. I'm gonna go Slytherin. And here's my here's my reason why. It's always Gryffindor versus Slytherin. No, I was gonna say Hufflepuff, but Sly- Slytherin would want to win. Good call. So they're going to Train. work the hardest. <laughs> yeah, literally, they're gonna Sean's watch four twenty. Everybody, uh, I they're gonna either work the hardest or they're going to purposely just try to mess up Sabotage, the other team yeah. to win. Especially That's a really good point. if it's against Gryffindor. Because for yeah. some reason they're the only two houses. Guys. So you're That's saying actually true. so so Abby. So what I gather is that Abby's going more of like Gryffindor would be a better dancer, whereas <laughs> whereas Slytherin would be a better competitor. winner. Yeah, yeah, and like a better competitor. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Interesting takes. Yes. I think you both Very have a good argument. Yes. It's just a matter of are they looking for a better dancer? Would you dancer not like be... to see Draco, Crab, and Goyle get down? That'd, like, be, that'd be enjoyable. <laughs> would you not like to see that? Yeah, but would you also not? Would you like to see like Seamus and Dean oh, and, get it. and all the and all the Weasleys, Fred and <laughs> yeah. George? All the oh, Weasleys. we all know Fred and George can dance. Oh yeah, oh, they're yeah. bust down. Yeah, yeah. they all, right. all know. Good but question. Also, I mean, right. I will say though, like 
props for both of them. Those are good answers. I like them both. I'm just gonna say though, I think Ravenclaw would be no, no Ravenclaw's no. two in their head, and no. they would think and too much also, about it. Also, like do the math. What, what yeah. would Luna be doing while she's dancing? She's like. There's so many thoughts in my head. Okay, well, you're like, probably not the person we send in. Analytic- literally they'd like be too analytical the only, in their dancing. She's literally like the only pe- person people really know from But we're not here to ridicule call. Sean's house. We're here to get <laughs> the questions. Anyway. And we have one more question. And it's the biggie. All right. Now, so again. Oh, no. You are asked to disagree on some aspects of your argument. This is a this or that question. question. Got it. But we, we both agree. But we ask you to... Defend Fine. yourself, Defend yourself better. I'm going to start with Abby. That's me. Was Snape redeemed? I hate you. Was Snape, Snape redeemed? Blame him. He asked Abby first. Could you could you elaborate slightly on the question? So the sequence of what, Snape. Were Snape's actions throughout the entirety of the series, was he redeemed by the and was he justified was he in what he did? when he showed Harry his tears? Similarly, how Darth Vader was redeemed at the end of Return of the Jedi by bringing balance to the Force, even though all the stuff he did before, was Snape redeemed in that moment by what he did throughout the entire series? Yes. He was redeemed. And I, I, I stand by that. I think I really strongly stand by that because... You I know see? you're both going to agree, so you have to defend. I'm, you have to, you have to no, come up with points. I'm, I'm going to come up for reasons why he isn't, even though I disagree with that. <laughs> oh, interesting. I, I think, he, I think he's, he's got to be redeemed. He, he is redeemed because when you got to go through his memories, it's clear that from day one he, he did want to protect Harry. And while he didn't always do that to the best of his ability, and while he literally like threw him around a classroom and abused him um i think that he was always there for him and and i think that he was on his side when it comes to the fact that he stood up against dumbledore his friend and said that he's he was treating harry wrongly and was saying that he was raising him like a pig for slaughter and um yeah i think that's i think snape was was trying his best and that he was actually helping out dumbledore by being like a spy i i feel strongly about that so obviously because I gave Sean the example for this question. I agree with Abby, but I'm going to go against my own words and say for that he was- For the sake of the argument, thank he, you, guys. I'm gonna say that he was not redeemed. Um, Snape never cared about Harry. Never. He never cared about him, he never loved him. He loved his mother. Hmm. He protected Harry, one, because of Lily, and two, because Dumbledore asked him to. I don't think he ever would have done a single thing if Dumbledore had not asked him to. Or if Lily was never in his life. He just would have hated Harry Potter. Because him and him and Harry never jived together. They're two different personalities. They never jive together. So, and I also think that the first, like, I don't know, four movies of Snape, he treated Harry so bad. So bad. Like, the first movie... He calls him out and he's like, being famous isn't everything, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, and he always completely takes Draco's side. And by the end, Harry is so confused when he watches Snape's memories. He's like, this man actually liked me? Like, why? So I think that if... What makes him not being redeemed is he never would have done any of these things. As his own, like, without Dumbledore being asking him to do this. Rebuttal. Mm. You make very good points. 
I think that while your um, intentions, while you view his intentions as differently, I think that if I were still focusing on the actions he took, I would agree that his actions were redeemed. Because even though, even if he didn't care about Harry, which is a really actually valid thing to say and guess, um, the fact that he still was a jerk to Harry, I think is justified in the fact that it came from like someone else telling him to protect him. I think that the intentions were good, not emotionally, but in physically his actions were intended on protecting Harry because whether he had to or whether he loved Harry, I think that he still was redeemed in the fact that his he was that was his point. Anything else? All Snape ever Snape as much as I despise James Potter. Mm-hmm. All Snape ever used against Harry was your father is this, your father is that. You are like your father. Nobody likes to be compared to their parents. Whether they're good or not, you are your own person. So I think Snape was very much an asshole for that. And caused his ending to be a lot worse. And scene. Well done, ladies. There you go. Well done. I just want to say, I think Snape is very much redeemed. So yes. I feel so bad for what I just said. Uh, you make a point, though. Make a point. <laughs> you make a point. <laughs> you make a good point. No, 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 no that, that was good. I mean, in, the, in the prequel episode, we had a question similar to Lily where... It was who's hotter, Obi Wan or Anakin, <laughs> and you answered first, and you said Obi Wan, and even though I agreed, I had to defend Anakin. So I granted a more significant question for Grace, yes. <laughs> but I understand sometimes you have to defend things you don't want to defend yeah, on the show. And that's that's in life, man. That's why I think maybe we should implement a thing where it's not we ask a question. It should have been whoever answers first. Perhaps for those this or that, so we may change the format. I think we should do or that. Or at least for ask our moderators. I think we should do that. Yeah. But, but now it comes to the point of the show where instead of fighting, we're all just going to talk about our favorite things. To close us out today, we are listing our top five favorite characters from the Harry Potter universe. Uh, I guess we'll just go around the table. What's um, Twick list? Just yeah, to... we'll do five through one, say a line or two out of each yep. if you want. Sure. But um, we'll just go. I'm gonna be honest. Don't have a lot because there's all really good characters. They're all very good. Am, I, am I going say. first? Uh, or... sure. We can start. We just we start with you and with me. Okay. So we'll go around the table like this. Okay. Number five is the man that we literally just talked about, Severus Snape. Okay. Uh, he's on your top five. I <laughs> love I love the character. Bit overrated, but not like super overrated. Yeah. Everyone thinks he's like the greatest character in literary history. No, he's not even the best character in these in these movies. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely a, a compelling character, and Alan Rickman elevated that character to something that it probably mm-hmm. couldn't have been. Four is uh, my answer, what would have been my answer for the first question we just had, uh, Remus Lupin, mm-hmm. who is such an underutilized character. Yes. I love his whole backstory with Harry's father and the whole Mortar's um, mm-hmm. map and everything with that whole group. Um, good stuff. Yes. Love Lupin. Best Agreed. defense against the Dark Arts teacher. Best, honestly, if I were to pick a teacher that I would want, they should have used be him Lupin. more. Because he was in three, but then. Yeah. <laughs> Number three is the reason why Sorcerer's Stone is watchable in the first forty-five to an hour, and that is Rubius Hagrid. Mm-hmm. Love Hagrid. I just want to give Hagrid a hug. Absolutely. I literally just want to give Hagrid a big old hug. Sean love... is Hagrid, everybody. I love Hagrid. <laughs> Hagrid is the most endearing character. He just he just it just makes you feel like Hogwarts is just home and mm-hmm. you just love him. Two is the best male character. That's a that's a tr- that's a hint into what number one is. No, Sirius Black. Oh, that's a good one. Sirius Black is the best male character in Harry Potter because when you first meet him, He's, you don't know what he's about. Yeah. You think he's a villain, and by the end of three, you absolutely love this guy. Yeah. And by the end of Order of the Phoenix, 
that is the most sad I have ever been watching Harry Potter. Even more sad than when Dumbledore died, or when Dobby died, or during the Snape always scene. When Sirius Black got killed by Bellatrix, and Harry sad. was so emotionally distraught and let up that scream, I'm sorry. That, to me, that was Harry's only mm -hmm. piece of family, family left, yep. Yep. and he lost him. Yep. Yeah. That's it. But number one is the is the greatest character in Harry Potter, and that is Hermione Granger. Yes. Oh. It's not even a, it's not even a question. Ugh. If if Hermione was not there, Harry and Ron wouldn't know what the hell they're doing. Nope. Like literally, she is the reason. She's the plot. Like the ending of the of Prisoner of Azkaban doesn't happen without Hermione. Absolutely. Chamber of Secrets. Ron and Harry don't know what to do if not for Hermione. Absolutely. Hermione is the one that tells these two to stop fighting like they're children in all the newer movies. Hermione is the one that is with Harry throughout all of Death House Part One because she's Ron still a, a loyal friend. <laughs> yeah. Hermione is the one who is just always there. And also Emma Watson is brilliant in these movies. Yes. She gives the best performance of the three, in my opinion, the three kids yeah, uh, of Rupert Grant, Dana Radcliffe, and Emma Watson. Hermione Granger is also not gonna lie. My first ever crush. Nice. I have no shame in saying Sean's that. Sean's roommate says the same thing. Because Emma Watson, oh, I agree Emma with Watson is a gorgeous actress. Yes. Yep. Hermione Sean Granger. Agree with that. Hermione oh, Granger yeah. is smart, witty, funny, clever, and she's just the best. That's my number one. There you any go. sane child, like any boy who watching Harry Potter as a young child, if you didn't have a crush on Hermione Granger, you're wrong. The only problem with Hermione is that she ends up with Ron. You could have done so you much You could have batted so yeah, higher. I'm kind of glad that they didn't put her with Harry, though, because that would have just been yeah, like, yeah. main yeah. character Siblings. gets a love interest. Yeah. 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 yeah, I actually, I kind of wish I put Hermione on my list. You make really good points there. But that being said, number five, Molly Weasley. Oh, <laughs> queen. Because, because not my daughter, you bitch. And she literally kills one of the worst villains in five seconds, which yeah. actually kind of makes me mad, but also Impressive. I love. Because she was just that fury and anger that she just, like, you know, whacked Ginny or something. Yeah. But I just think she's great because she takes Harry in. And, and I think that that whole dynamic is extremely sweet, that she's all there for Harry when Harry has, you know, no one. So Molly Weasley. Number four, Sirius Black. Hell yeah. Uh, pretty much the same reasons that Matt said. He's just, he's the only family that Harry actually has. Um, and he's just such a good character. And I love his development. And I really like all the parts that he's in. One quick thing. Gary Oldman. Great performance. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. I agree. Number three, Neville Longbottom. Hey. Because he, his character development is <gasps> one of insane. the most intense ones of, in my opinion, of all the characters in the movies. Um, I think that the fact, he literally, like, saved the day. He saved Hermione and Ron in the last movie, mm -hmm. um, and I, and also he's extremely enjoyable. Whether he's admirable or enjoyable, it's always one of the two. And according to you, he's hot. Absolutely. Na I mean, the actor now Absolutely. is amazing. That's no denying. Two, Snape, um, because I think that his performance is incredible. I love the, the charming and sly nature of his character. I think that he's very redeemed at the end, um, and I, I really like his backstory, and how that portrays into how he is with Harry and in life. Um, and I appreciate his loyalty to Dumbledore. And his willingness to put himself in a very scary, difficult position that could threaten his life. Which, I mean, does. Of course, he's dead now. Um, well, I mean, rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Um, two, but he's easy number two. I love him. And number one, Hagrid. Because Hagrid yeah. is just the overwhelming 
like just the Comic best, relief. the <laughs> best, the best character in that whole series because he's he's so good to Harry and and Ron and Hermione, and he's so helpful and funny. And even though maybe he's not as deep as the other characters, I just think all around the movies would not be the same without Hagrid. He was the perfect character to be the one to like introduce Harry. Oh yeah, yeah. So if, if you had any other character so be like funny. the exposition dumper, yeah, no. yeah, that it, it wouldn't have been the same. No, so there you go. All right, uh, my number five is Hagrid, mm-hmm. because all the same reasons everybody else He's said. Just great. Um, I thought it was really cool how he brought Harry to Hogwarts, yeah. and then he kind of in Deathly Hallows Part Two, one, mm-hmm. where he rode on the motorcycle with. That was one. That was one. one. He how Har- Hagrid's like. I think it's only sentimental that I bring you out of this. Like, and then Hedwig dies and no one cared. Yeah, he's such a fun uncle. I love it. Was, him. It was yeah. the death of a bird. Uh, number people. four is character I mentioned earlier, McGonagall. Yeah, good. I didn't. She, good pick. Good pick. She Very is, good pick. She is. Yeah, like I said, queen. Like, mm-hmm. and the no, way okay. that the way that she talks sometimes to Harry and Ron and Hermione. Like, she also teaches like, one of the best classes. Yeah, too, yeah. yeah. And That's like so. when Matt said, like, why is it always you three? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, number three, Sean's not gonna be surprised. Is Dobby. Aww. Um, and I know Matt. I don't even care that you're rolling your eyes. Um, <laughs> when this character was introduced, I was like rolling on the floor laughing. This, yeah. this character provided so much comic relief that was needed when you got to the darker movies. And I just, I like when Harry gave him a sock. That, that's funny. And his death was hard for me. <laughs> so, oh, like, yeah, it was like hard He's for only her. in two of the movies. And? I, your, your whole thing of, like, he provides comic relief throughout the movies. He, in, the, in Chamber of Secrets, he's annoying for half of it. And then he just dies in the, in the end. Well, well yeah. <laughs> but he dies okay. in a heroic okay. way. Okay. Uh, number two is Hermione. Yeah. Because without her, these movies would not exist. They would have died in Well, no, they would have existed. They just, they just would have been vastly different. It would have been the main characters would have been. Um, and my number one is Snape. Yeah. No matter what I said during the bloodbath, he will always stand as my favorite character. I hated him at first, and I think most people did. But then you get to the end when he's redeemed, and you see what he did, and mm-hmm. it's amazing. Honorable mention to Neville, though. Yeah. Also, Hermione's a muggle. Yes, True. and she's better than everybody. True. switch of her age. Right. I'll kick mine off. Uh, five out of the gate. Technically, it's two characters, but Fred and George. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I would love to be Fred and or George. Are you kidding me? They're, they might not be the brightest wizards, but they are amazing magical craftsmen. Mm-hmm. They have some of the greatest personalities. They have the most fun out of any characters in any given year. They're always there for the laughs. They have wonderful hijinks with each other. They're, they're each other's best friends. But I, if I have to choose one of them, I'm choosing George. And here's why. Fred's always been the front man of the two of them. He's the one that does more of the planning, more of the tinkering. George is very much the help and the assistant. I like George a bit more. Partially because of just how I know the saga wraps up. Fred dies in the Battle of Hogwarts. And yeah. George and Fred, being best friends and inseparable, George has to continue on with life. He continues to run the shop. He continues to run Weasley Emporium. And he, and he makes just as much success as he did with the, without his brother. But the one thing that does kind of like make it tragic to show like this wonderful character, like the strength he has, and a little bit of the, the sadness that leaked into his life with the death of Fred, um, it is in canon 
Both of them could cast Patronuses because they're tiny doubles of an army. However, after Fred's death, George could no longer cast a Patronus. Mm. All of his happy memories I were dull. I did not know that. Mm. All of his happy memories were dull with the death Aww. of Fred. But I like George for his character and his tragedy. Yeah. Um, number four is Hermione. I don't think I need I to say anything really about need, that. Yep. Been around there too. Been around the bush. We all, did we all have Hermione? Oh, I didn't have Hermione. Didn't have, I don't need to say anything more about Hermione, but... Respect. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> by the end of the series. <laughs> number three is Dumbledore. No. Bring me the wizard! I love the wizard character so much in any film or any story. And Dumbledore is a master fire. I will say, I will say Dumbledore is probably my number six. Dumbledore, yeah. Dumbledore yeah. is a, a, a fantastic mentor for some parts of the films. But the most of all, I love his sense of humor, his yeah. style. Yep. I love the way he handles situations. And his wisdom is amazing. He is a wise wizard and he's earned his title. Second actor Dumbledore. Before you go to number two, uh, which Dumbledore do you prefer? See, the, the second yeah. actor. Okay. Sean, you can't deny Dumbledore's got, got style. style. <laughs> uh, yes, Dumbledore's got style. Number two for me is Remus Lupin. Yeah. The best Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Second place would go to Mad-Eye for me. But yeah. Remus was the, like, we all know, first off, as an educator, we all know this man actually wrote a lesson plan. <laughs> we all know that this man thought about his lessons. He was fun in class. He taught the kids well. He was a fantastic tutor for Harry during yeah. the Patronus lessons. And Remus, as a character, as a friend to James and Sirius, as a, a as a guide to the Order of the Phoenix, he cared about Harry and, by extent, Ron and Hermione every step of the way. He was fantastic, and his tragedy of the werewolf was a very nice play to him. His fear of the moon, afraid of hurting those he, he loved, especially in a time of war when everyone had to buckle down and mm -hmm. go for safety. Re Remus deserved better in the end. And uh, I, I do hope that one day, if we ever get like a decent adaptation of The Cursed Child, I would love to see some stuff done for his son. Mm -hmm. That would be, be cool. fantastic to see that. Yeah. Um, but Remus is fun uncle, great teacher. Number one for me goes to the man himself, Sirius Black. I love this man. This is my Obi-Wan. This is my prequel Obi-Wan. First off, he's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. He is a fantastic wizard. He is an amazing character, start to finish. You see him as this menacing conflict in, in Prisoner of Azkaban. He's so ready to be out of Azkaban. He waited so long to get his hands on Peter Pettigrew. And then when you turn the twist, you see that he's after Pettigrew, not Harry. Yeah. And then he calmly pulls Harry aside and says, like, you look so much like your father. I know that I was not there for you, but I was named your godfather. And I, I know that this looks bad and I have to be on the run for a while, but I, I would love for you to come with me. I would like to be what I, I promised your father I would be to you. I want to live up to the family. He takes, he instantaneously has love. He had love for Harry the entire time he was in prison. He mourned the loss of James and Lily so much. And what makes it all the more heartbreaking is the olive branches he extends to Harry. The, you are a good person, but you're a person, you're a good person that bad things happen to speech is from the heart. And the most tragic thing is yes, I think that his death is the saddest in the entire series, but what makes it so impactful for me is that in the last second, his last words he says to Harry is, nice one, James. Yeah. In the two-on-two yeah. -two duel that against Lucius in the Death Theater, the, the, like, like off the cuff, just knowing that he's standing side by side with the man who resembles his best friend. Mm-hmm. Nice one, James, as they both disarm the two Death Slayers and then he gets zapped into the into the so archway. Sad. And that look of longing as like so it walks over. That he looked at that child with love every step yeah, of the way. He, he loved was, Harry. He was Harry's dad. Yep. Yeah. 
and that was a character that was beautifully written, beautifully executed in every single way. I love him. How beautiful. Good that job. was the saddest I was watching the movies and the saddest I was reading the books, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. I put the book down for like a solid half hour when I first read it. I was like, no, 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 yeah, no. No, you no, can't no, kill no, him no, off. No, 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 no. But, but for story, it needs to happen. But that's all of our lists, and that's all we have to say yes. on the Harry Potter franchise. Thank the both. I uh, thank both of you for both uh, coming on. Uh, wonderful bloodbath questions, very <laughs> insightful yes. answers. Yeah, that was thank awesome. Thank you for coming up. Yeah, thanks for having uh, me. This was so much fun. And Grace, thank you for coming back. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Matt, you're here. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I never leave. Yeah, that but, was uh, great. Excellent discussion. Thank you all very much. Um, next week is for for you listeners. We will have more news and we'll have more Oscar coverage. We promise. Although we're going to keep it very brief because we have. The sequels. Ugh. To end this Ugh. little mini series, it is going to be a very ugly episode. But uh, blood is coming. Blood will be spilt. People will die. Um, but it's going to be a fantastic show next week. I'm very excited for all that. We have so many good ideas on the horizon for you guys, and we'll probably do another long-running series for Star Wars. But that's more to talk about afterwards. Yes. Harry Potter, I think, was a very nice breath of fresh air, a calm from last week, and the last. Point of no return before next. I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna be off the rails in the sequel episode. <laughs> they need to fly. We, the next we know, episode. we know. So, so all right. But thank you both for coming. And thank you for listening to this episode. If you are still listening, we appreciate you. We thank you so much for supporting the show. Uh, for all of us, my name's Matt. I'm Sean. I'm Grace. I'm Abby. And just remember, no matter how crazy life gets, everything is fine. And now. For the audio outtake. Grace, Grace, my name's Grace. Grace, Grace, my name's Matt Grace. Matt Ebersole. Grace, Grace, my name's Matt Grace. Matt Ebersole. Sean. Grace. Sean. Sean Wilson. Ebersole. Sean. Sean Wilson Ebersole 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 Sean